and current affairs podcast in a talk show style apparently as always i am joined by my friend colleague co-host my learned Panda. colleague you're my learned colleague what's that mean is in like you you're my mentor and i learn from you no no just just well, well learned like just well 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 informed yeah well well informed. read well read well read yeah exactly yeah, yeah so look i can't <laughs> wait for today episode three we've got so much to talk about we've got the round of 16 analysis from our betting well we didn't bet on it but you know our predictions we've got the quarterfinals coming up i've fallen in love with euro 2020 at last it's taken yep, me long same. enough after the group stages especially with the third place i never liked that but here we are england to analyze on tuesday and lots of good questions from the listeners so many good questions and um we didn't do too well in our uh, in our preview, did we? But um, before we get into all that, how was mm. your week? What have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. I've been Euro 2020. Uh, crazy. Have you started betting? Yeah, yeah, a few bets. Yeah, I have been. I have been. As you know, I don't do outright bets because tournament football always relies on some luck and you can often get better odds in play for one of the teams. Very rare you'll back a team pre-tournament. And they'll never reach a higher price. All it takes is going behind in a, in a knockout game or extra time penalties, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't do outright betting. I let the group stages unfold. And then I've been doing some in-play trading on the on the knockout stages. So certain situational spots um, after Switzerland missed penalty was an entry mm. point. Uh, although could just see it though, as, soon as, as soon as the as soon as Larice pumped his fist, didn't you? You just you knew. just thought you cannot you let the it. French off. Although I'm gutted they went out. I mean, as you know, I'm a massive fan of France, and I think I was leaving voice notes when they were three one up, saying this is one of the best. Me, <laughs> In- oh, this is really embarrassing. I was saying this is one of the best international teams I've seen over the last twenty or thirty years. Well, I said they could be because they're like a boxer with incredible knockout power, as in they can just dirty up the game and not do anything, but then blitz you for 15 minutes with Griezmann and Bappe, Pogba's long range shooting. It just makes them a nightmare to play against. So I said that they wouldn't be beaten 90 minutes. I couldn't see it. I've kind of got that part true, but sadly they went out on penalties. So that was a massive shock to me. Um, and then you combine that with Portugal going home, who flattered to deceive this tournament. I don't yeah. think they were as good as I, I don't think they were as good as I thought they'd be when you consider the loss to Germany um, mm. and then the disappointing display against Belgium. Although I say disappointing, look, I think they beat it. them on XG and they, they put the pressure on. But if KDB was there, I think it would have been two yeah. or three nil. I think they'd have ripped them apart. There was a counter attack at the end where there was a three-on-two, and I think Carrasco was carrying it. Lukaku just and shattered, didn't he, as well? He misplaced the pass. Um, so I think that 1-0 was quite friendly. So Portugal got home, France got home. The Dutch went home on Sunday, which mm-hmm. was a surprise, wasn't it? Big surprise, so, but the- fair play to Czech Republic as well. You know, red card goes your way, yeah. and you, you've got a strike. And, you have, um, yeah, you have, you have. Um, I love to lick as well, long term, but it's funny, isn't it? It's like two international superstars. So De Ligt as a centre-back and Mbappe, who we think over the next 10 years are going to be two of the top 10 footballers in the world. Um, mm. Both had bad, a bad 48 hours, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, think about Mbappe. A lot of people were telling me this, but like, who finally crafted the opening for France? I know he wasn't amazing in the game, but mm. the issue France had in that game is where they got to the edge of the area when you're looking at Pogba, Mbappe, Griezmann, Benzema to unlock the doors, the only one who actually did was Mbappe. 
And then for the second goal, he plays the, the pre-assist, the really nice flick with his weak foot, is it, um, to, to Griezmann. So, I mean, look, France win that game 3-1 and suddenly you're thinking, okay, Pogba was their best player on the night and scored a worldie. But, you know, he, he, he did set up the first and was basically integral to the second as well. I don't so, think he had a good tournament, but even mm, against mm. Hungary, they're one nil down. They're kind of looking for someone to, to you know, to, to get them back into the game. Pogba goes off at minute 60, does he? Because um, he's he's playing terribly. Kante is getting dominated by a guy who hasn't been in the the Hungary squad by, for two years. Bappe goes down the right wing, um, crosses it, it gets like blocked, and then Griezmann comes out to score. So he doesn't get an assist for that. But I just think you know, like no, I take that on board. I think that's a fair point. We're talking about a guy who, and I think I made this point to you as well, right? There's always going to be criticism, and the reason is when you're when you've been playing since you were 17 to the age 22 and you've only ever been playing top flight top top european football when you play for a a, let's call it generational national team that are going to make it deep into basically every tournament you ever play in because let's be honest like until he turns 30 35 france have got like it's just a conveyor belt right you look at their under 21 squad you look at their under 18 squad it's just stacked with players that are going to be really good um in the future so i think it's it's always going to be the case that he can't perform in every single. He's the one the, the reason they won the World Cup, right? Like he was their best player by mile. Was the first player to to kind of lead a team at a teenage age since since Pele. So we are talking about kind of someone who's going to be one of the best players ever. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure. It's a good. It's an interesting debate to open up with. I. It's all fine margins, and when I criticize Mbappe, I'm not protect. You know, social media has a bad habit of polarizing opinions and mm. you're either one extreme to the other yeah. i know mbappe is excellent and he's going to have just such an amazing career but the the copy the, the notebook rather has a few blemishes on it for me it has the knockout tie versus manchester united where he missed a few really glorious chances yeah. it has the champions league final against Bayern munich again i think there was two very good chances missed and now i have to add this knockout game and so when you're when you're in that discussion with being the next um, Ronaldo or Messi and and that level of footballer, I'm afraid you are you know you are judged on those massive moments. But again, and like let's what talk. Was about... interesting thing is like just, sorry, last thing while I finish because I got it written down here. 18 goals I think he scored on one season. I, I know I did this in with the football index research. Only three out of 18 I believe were game winning goals. So yeah. my logic for buying him on football index was that. That's a very low percentage compared to what your the average ratio is of goals to game-winning goals. But now I look back on it, I think to myself, well, was it only three out of 18 because he isn't a clutch finisher? He isn't finishing at crunch moments in games. He's putting the icing on the cake. To, to, you know, he's scoring the third or fourth goal in a rout. Um, mm. So there's just a few little bits here adding up. In what, you know, It's on the wall. I, I keep evidence <laughs> of this. And the jury is sort of out. And I think he's so, okay, look, jury out. That's a silly statement. I'm not knocking him anywhere outside, like the top five, 10 footballers in the world at the moment. But we're just talking about that very, very top two or three footballers. Mm. I think the, the issue there is, right, like you talked about Ronaldo and Messi, but we could we could list 30 blemishes on either CV, couldn't we? Like, you know. Messi didn't score, uh, you know, his his record in Argentina's knockout games uh, when they made it to the final, didn't score in the knockout rounds. But if you remember that tournament, I mean, that was such a defensive compact team. It was. He was literally doing it on his own. I'm talking about Mbappe missing 
0.4 or above XG style chances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I don't actually know, to be fair, what Messi's chances were. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk about missed penalties for either of them. Uh, Ronaldo, uh, Messi, we can talk about um, Ronaldo flopping at big tournaments as well. Messi missing a penalty in, in a Copa America final shootout. Like, there's there's blemishes on, and, and that's the thing. There's always going to be blemishes. It's, um, it's the Michael Jordan, uh, you, you miss every shot you don't take. So, um, I didn't even, yeah, I'm not even being critical for the miss. No, no, no. Because that can happen. It was more the, the all-round play and chances within the yeah. 120 minutes. Yeah, but, I think um, he, he definitely should have scored. He definitely. I tell you scored. who else annoyed me in that game. And I think he was arguably one of the best midfielders in it. We had a really good discussion last week and I felt we were balanced on our Bruno versus Pogba discussion. Yeah. Um, and I, Pogba does make me tear my hair out. Like the, the goal was just out of this world, probably goal yeah. of the tournament. But then there's like a seven sequence dance celebration staring at Shaka. And who was at fault for the equalising goal? Pogba gets caught by taking an extra touch in the 92nd minute. And he has to understand match play at that point, that Switzerland are going to be pressing for the ball back. So he gets caught and then Kimpembe makes a mistake. Pogba, Kimpembe with the two clowns dancing around at 3-1. The game's not over then. No one else was doing it. And it's just something about Pogba that winds me up. Tell me how you really feel. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that a bit more uh, yep, yep. In, 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 when we go through each result and, and see who's winning in that. Um, any interesting reading for, for listeners? You know, Anything weird not, this not, week? Not, not really. I, I've been very much football and betting focused. This what what do you make um, of um, uh, Benitez to Everton? Well, I would invite anyone that's an expert in Merseyside. I said I would discuss this today. One of my few blind spots... <laughs> is Merseyside. I don't really understand the full dynamic of that area. I've been there twice. I didn't interview enough people or ask enough questions. So if anyone can give me some history, uh, give me a tour of it, I'd be quite, you know, I'd quite like to learn about that area. So I, I can't be an expert, but I do find that appointment just quite bizarre. And the pressure is on him instantly. Like how, I just don't get that at all. Like are the owners of Everton, just so arrogant that they think it's just going to wash over and, and people will forget that he said they were a small club. I mean, there's just such pressure from, from minute one. How can it work? Mm. I, I don't understand that. Do you know what? He had the same, not the same, obviously. Do you remember when he did the little stint at Chelsea? Yeah. I think he was met with a lot of opposition there. He was. People were booing him in the stands on his first yeah, game, do you remember? Yeah, yeah and he, he won did the a, round. He, he did a fairly good job. Did they win the FA Cup? Yep. Um, that yep, no, he won. Look, I, I like him as a coach, but... I think he's probably a little bit past it. And I think if you're Everton fan, the frustration of being like linked with Nuno Benitez after having Ancelotti, after, you know... Um, going for the risky play after Martinez and after Moyes. Like, I think it's like, I've seen a lot of Everton fans who are just like, I just want to experience something new. It's kind of like when, when Wenger left, Arsenal fans were just gagging for like any, anything that was different to what we'd mm. seen. And mm. I think if you bring in like a Nuno or a Rafa after an Ancelotti, where let's be honest, they didn't play like amazing football. They, they played in a quite pragmatic way for for a couple of seasons. And, um, and, you know, it, it's just one of those things where 
fans want to buy into a vision. They want to back someone mm. like a, a Graham Potter who, who yes. might not have the big credentials, but at least can come in and have some energy and, 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 and make some big ideas because it's the reason why a lot of Arsenal fans brought into Mikel Arteta, right? Whether people think he's a good coach or not, he came in and talked the talk. And I think if you've got someone like Rafa Benitez coming in and being like, yeah, I want to take, I want to take Everton to like back into the top six. I want to get them into yeah. the Champions League. Like, do you really believe that? Like, do you like, or is this just like a, another, kind of payday for Benitez this is like his you know however many jobs he's had I think it's it's very hard to kind of buy into that isn't it yeah I think so yeah I'd, we shall see I, I'll wait for some Everton experts to get back to me on that mm. one question I wanted to bring forward for you oh, from, yeah. from our list because we talk about reading and what I've been up the only thing I've been a little bit on this week is I was researching a very interesting question okay can a fish swim in milk and that's really interesting, I felt. Because why that's why I brought that up is because someone asked later, is water wet? Mm. And it links, you see, to some of my readings. So we can either do that now or maybe we'll hold it to the end. Of what discussion. percentage water is milk? I don't know the percentage. What I've read is that it, milk, skimmed milk, obviously uh, has a similar viscosity to water. When I say viscosity, I, think, I, think I mean the survive. flow of it. Sorry, I think they can. I can. I think they can live in milk. Well, okay. So, milk is mostly water. They've got yeah. no issue swimming in it. I think the oxygen is probably okay as well. But the trouble is, bacterial infections. They're not uh... used to coping in milk. Predators will get them far easier because the vision is less, um, and milk goes off very quick. They, so won't, they, they won't. They won't survive a very long period. So, right. I think it's very limited time that a fish can adapt. And if you dip a fish in milk. And then put him back into water, it'll be fine. But I've heard anything over three to four minutes in milk can clog them up and cause trouble. Um, and that comes on to the question later again, is water wet? So water is made up of one hydrogen atom and two oxygen atoms. Yeah. So H2O, two mm-hmm. hydrogen, one oxygen. And they're bonded with a covalent bond. Now, I know this because I was a biochemist back in the day, as you know. Back in the day, So yeah. oxygen has six electrons and it's got space for two. So hydrogen has one each and it slots on. So you can kind of picture like a Mickey Mouse style image in your head. Uh, that's how water looks. Mm-hmm. Water, one molecule of water on its own is not wet. But when you put lots of molecules of water around each other, that's where you get wetness. And it can cause wetness when you put it into contact with other materials. So when someone says, is water on its own wet? Well, one molecule in a jar on its own isn't wet. So that's mm. the answer for later. That's the answer for later. Fair play. So, should we move <laughs> on to the, should we do a recap of the predictions? Let's do that. But before we do that, I need to right. remind people that this podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in man's below the waist grooming product around manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide so join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs get 20 percent off plus free delivery with the code panda at manscaped.com that's m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d.com and the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower now i said last week that yep. i try this but i haven't done yet oh. in the shower so i will okay. do for next week but right. you told me that you've had a had a res and this was yeah. going to be your review, the official yeah. review. Yep, yep. Well, okay, so let's be completely honest. I will never sell myself out to any brand or company. That's number one. <laughs> the boxers, unfortunately, medium, was a touch tight on me. And I felt a little bit too sexy for my age bracket. So, 
So the box, the boxes. I probably you had a choice. <laughs> you had a choice. To, my, my wife said to me, "Why the hell do you still believe you're a medium?" She is horrified when we go shopping. I still believe I'm a medium because my gut is really in an appalling state at the moment. So I need to be drinking gallons more of kimchi. So she was horrified. She said, "Your thighs look nice, but lift up your top." And when she saw it overflowing, that medium, she just couldn't believe I didn't get a large. So I can't. <laughs> So I can't actually give a good review of the boxers, but that's my own fault because of size. What I can say is the groomer, I groomed for my cousin's wedding. And why I did that, I don't want to go into. People were saying all sorts of horribleness to me. But yeah, in the shower, the groomer is very good. Very good. It's got a lot of talk and a lot of power. It's got so much talk. It almost sounded like a vibrator, dare I say. Power (laughs) on it. It's got multi-use. So so it's i i was thinking of many uses for this if you had two people in the shower together you could groom and vibrate at the same time that's probably going to um and there's all sorts of of (laughs) images and positions i can help people with if they didn't want to dm me but it is a worthwhile purchase and you know god forbid use that code and let's we, we can even do you know, the best groom, we can run a competition. <laughs> Two things I want to do over the next few weeks, potentially think about best grooming, best design, and also best goal in score hero. I'm going to set that up. Goal in score hero. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Actually, did you see the thing on Twitter where it was like, um, that's what reminds <laughs> me. Why, why, did, why didn't he just do this? And it was, the, <laughs> they drew a line from it, from the ball to literally the, the top right corner. And someone quote retweeted it with it. This isn't score hero. Yeah, mate. He literally bent it outside the post and just like dribbled it into the top corner. And, that, and that's from what 12 yards. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what reminds me. So I've actually saved a few score hero goals this week. I scored an absolute crack this week so i might run a competition and give away a prize is anyone does anyone play score hero let me know um yeah. or ju- just reply to the comments let them know if anyone uses <laughs> if anyone uses groomers as vibrators or plays score hero yeah, yeah let this yeah. man know yes um, so, um and, yes, and we're that. also in in of course of uh i was doing some flirting with assenheim's the um yeah the chicken south american chicken place which i mm. i must again look we don't sell ourselves out to brands um Maybe in my past, to athletic and, and so on and so forth, um, which became a uh, iconic bit of ad reading on the show back in the day. However, Assenheim's is like my favourite lunch spot ever from back in the day when I used to work in the city, which was only you know a year and a half ago. When I say it's the best chicken I think I've ever had, I do not mean that lightly. As a man who's eaten a lot of chicken. This is top, 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 top quality. This is like the Zinedine Zidane of chicken. I must say, I must say. And the green sauce. Yeah. If I could buy it by the bucket full, I will. I ask for extra every time and they bring it to me in a cup and it's fucking incredible. Honestly, I it's question you, look, we, I question your football takes and we debate many things. What I don't question, your food, your palate does seem quite mature. For me so i will be taking your word up on this and i'll be visiting one of these establishments in the next we're week visiting them but they're also going to be sending us some in the post so we're oh. actually going to be recording we're going to be recording next tuesday next week because i'm in wales next week right um in lake vinwear if anyone yeah. is that how you pronounce it if anyone's ever been there let me know i need some uh touristic uh kind of tour, tour tour guiding 
from mm. uh, from where from is that north York. or south Wales? I think it's north ish yeah north-ish. I, I went to I did um for, for various reasons which we don't need to go into now I deferred <laughs> my case study exam which was exam number 15 in the ICAW um qualification mm-hmm. so rather than fit in with my colleagues at work in the same sort of year group I was sent off to a camp in North Wales to catch up the studying and it was one of the most remote, random places I've ever been to. It's the only time I've been to North Wales. Yeah. So I can't weird. even remember where it was. Why was the course there? I've got no idea to this day. I used to study at Kaplan, which is in Angel Islington, North London. There's a college just outside the station. So that's where PwC would send us. But um, yeah, I had to go to North Wales and it was just like this campsite in the middle. I thought it was a wind up. And the people travelled from all over the country to study there. They weren't from my firm. It was really bizarre. I wonder if so anyone weird. listening has ever been to that campsite. Yeah. I lived there for a week. And it was like it was a bit like prison. Ugh. It was awful. But anyway, let's yeah, we can move on from. Anyway, that. moving on from vibrators, chicken, and whales. Um, yeah, review Euros. the scores. How do we do? time. Good. Right. So I've got the scores here in front of me. Let me bring up my Excel spreadsheet for those many much interest in this. Um, so eight games, one point for correct correct scores, and one point for the to qualify market. So possible of sixteen points. Um, Fig, you scored three out of 16. Fucking hell. I mean, that's for a football good. Do you know what? I'm actually not going to include correct scores because I never bet on that market and I've got no interest in it and that's more for fun. So we did, but anyway, three points, three out of eight. So that's 37.5%. Uh, Panda clocked in with five out of eight, which is 62.5%. So I have a two point lead mm. going into the quarterfinal stage with you. Mm. And correct scores don't count as two in the quarterfinals. They, 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 they do, and they would okay. have done this time, but we didn't get any. And I'm just, I'm flattering <laughs> us with that score. I don't want to say three out of sixteen and five out of six. Three out of sixteen, five out of sixteen. You know, but you, but if you do nab a correct score, were there any howlers in there? I had the, um, whale, the whales one. Whales getting beaten by uh, Denmark. Yeah, I mean, 4-0. I mean, I said whales. <laughs> our, our, our weakest result was the Netherlands. You had three one Netherlands. I had two nil. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, as soon as a red card happens, like it's anyone's game, right? Yep, yep. And then what's what separated the, the wheat from the chaff was the Portugal game. As mm. you know, huge Martinez fan. I went for 3-1 Belgium. I think I might have got close to that score if De Bruyne stays on. You went for Portugal penalties. So that's I, have, the, I had 1-1, one, one, didn't I, as well? Yes, yeah. Mm, so that's the difference. So close. Us. I was literally a Rafa Guerrero inch away from that being true. Yeah, you were. You were. Uh, Although I do think if they, took it to, uh, if they took it to the extra time, I think they would have won, to be fair. They probably we both got Sweden wrong at the back end of the yeah. week. So, um, so Sinchenko so, looked good. He did. He did. So, look, there we go. Three plays five. And shall we move on to the quarterfinals now? Yeah. Let's go. This will be great. Okay. On. First up, uh, on Friday at 5pm, we open the quarterfinals with Switzerland versus Spain. <sighs> I want to say Spain. Mm. I mean, I want to say Switzerland, but they've just played 120 minutes against the best team in the tournament and mm. they've travelled like 10,000 miles already. Mm, mm, mm. But I do think Seferovic is going to match up very well, very nicely against those centre-backs. Mm. And I really like some of Switzerland's players. I really like Nico Alvedi. Mm. I think he's top class. Yep. The Spain, 2-1. Okay. Spain didn't play... Did I tell you this last week on the show? Spain didn't play warm-up games for this tournament. Yeah. With the under-21 cl- uh, team they sent out because of COVID, I believe. So yeah. they come into the tournament a little bit undercooked and they've grown for me quite a bit. 
Um, I, I like Spain a lot in this matchup. Um, I think Spain teach Switzerland a bit of a lesson. Uh, I think there'll be an emotional letdown after the um, French result. So I'm going to go for Spain 2 0, a comfortable okay. Spanish victory. Okay. So you went, sorry, you went what? Let, sorry, I forgot to write this down to get carried away. So, right, let's just record this. So 2, two 1 Spain for you. Yeah. And 2 0 Spain for me. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, next game is Friday at eight o'clock. It's uh, Belgium versus Italy. I think Italy win this. Mm. I think they win one nil. Okay. I've got that that stat. Um, Lukaku has not scored against Benucci and Cellini. Um, Maybe no Hazard, maybe no, maybe no KDB. I think it's going to be big ask. That they looked exhausted, Belgium. Um, and I think he's playing that three at the back that for Marlon Matomin <laughs> out the Vierald against like Insigne, Mobile, and probably Chiesa this time. I think it's it might be a bit too much. Like Chiesa against Thorgan Hazard just seems like a bit of a mismatch, doesn't it, to me? Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for one nil. Okay, I, I I'm also taking Italy. So Italy now are beaten, I think, in 32 internationals. Um, again, a very very attractive dark horse coming into this. Probably the best midfield in the competition left. Yeah. Um, Chiellini does rough up Lukaku and handle him quite well. I wonder if Bastoni will come in as well, seeing as he's into teammates. Potentially, Bastoni would slot in at the back. But with KDB and Hazard, as much as I love Martinez and I love Belgium, no KDB, no Hazard, no party. The Italians cruise this uh, 2-0. Mm. So two we've gone for an Italian, uh, Italy-Spain semi. Okay, moving on to Saturday, the 3rd of July, 5 o'clock. Uh, Czech Republic versus Denmark. Denmark win in... Denmark 2-1. Wow. We actually match each other here. I prepared this morning for these games, so I agree. I've gone for Denmark 2-1. I think Denmark, although missing Ericsson, and I won't make any poor taste jokes there. Oh, look, it's not a joke, but I did see it on Twitter saying they're missing the heartbeat of the team. But oh, that's bad, dear. isn't it? Like, it's not, look, I don't endorse that, but you have to be careful nowadays of what you say, but that's yeah. all over Twitter, so I'm just literally passing on a message there. Um, but I was going to say something along those lines anyway, like they are missing him, and that is a big blow for a good Danish side. There's a lot of talent in Scandinavia mm. at the moment. Isaac Kulusevski, Forsberg at Sweden. Denmark have got some talent. Um, who's Jochen the guy Mel. that got the assist on the first goal last week? Hams, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, I like him a lot. Damsgaard? Yeah, Damsgaard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays yeah, yeah. Italy. Um, okay, Denmark 2-1 there. I just think they're a better team than the Czech Republic. Yeah. Fine. And then the big one. Here we go. <sighs> Ukraine versus England. And before you get into that, do you any thoughts on the England review? So quick two-minute review of the last game and, and prediction of this one. Um, review of the last game, I just thought it was it was a, a very, very even game. I think people are getting a bit carried away with uh, the result rather than the process. Like Timo Werner has a very good chance. Thomas Müller has a very good chance and England have two very good chances themselves. I think we matched basically exactly the same in the XG. I know it's not like very important because, you know, game stay and it, it, I don't really like XG for one, one-off games. Um, but it did feel like that to me. Like my eyes matched up with, with what I saw in the underlyings. Um, 
I thought I, I was, do you know what? I was, so this is a weird way to put it. I wasn't annoyed that we started five at the back. I saw a lot of uproar about kind of, um, oh, how's he doing that? How's he leaving Mount Greedish and, and Foden on the bench? Like Mount's only just started training again. Um, you know, Foden hasn't had a good tournament. We know his history with Grealish and how it's like love, hate, whatever. Um, you've just had Saku's played really, really well. And the other thing about Bakayo Saka is if you do start with a 3-4-3, things don't go very well or you need to go more attacking, you put him at left wing back or right wing back and then you put Grealish on, you suddenly have an extra attacker basically when you're going forward. Because basically the thing about Kieran Trippier is very good on set pieces, but you have to actually physically get him up the pitch. He doesn't do it himself. Like you have to make the space for him to go up the pitch. So I always thought that was kind of like a... He's a conservative manager, Southgate. Love him as a guy. I don't think he's a very good coach. He, you know, went for the most pragmatic, conservative thing he could do that had a fallback option, which was a player that he could move to win back if it didn't work out. So that was my take. I thought Germany were quite, um, quite laboured. I expected more from like Goretzka. I thought he was going to really dominate the midfield. I think he and Cruz were a bit kind of like outworked in the midfield. Um, I thought Declan Rice was was really, really good for a minute, kind of 15, 20 onwards up until the 80th minute. Um, I thought, again, Kane was absolutely shocking. Um, really hoping that goal makes him kick on. Um, I think Sterling, again, apart from the goal, was was pretty poor. I thought Saka was pretty good for the first 25 minutes, but then poor after that. looked shattered because he was just running back with Gosens the whole time. Um, thought Stones and Maguire were excellent. Pickford, excellent. Excellent. Thought Walker was decent. Luke Shaw, I mean, you've got to give me some credit for that. Um, I've been saying yes. he's he's been one of the best left backs, if not the best left back in Europe for the last yeah, yeah, good 12 shout. months. So really, really good. Um, so that's kind of going through the team. And then Jack Grealish, right? Like a lot of people are saying overhype, 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 but he had seven touches in 21 minutes. Mm. Like, how many players in the world could you give seven touches to in 20 minutes in the last 16 of a crunch? tournament game and he makes one goal and gets the pre-assist for the other yeah so this is a shout out to oh chris chris barker so i have to say jack Grealish, and people are going to maybe challenge me and question me here he's probably in my top three favorite english footballers ever wow i'm just a huge fan of his game and personality and um i never thought i'd say that three years ago and i know his career started slow and he hasn't had that exposure to this level yet so it could prove to be a terrible take and he may you know he may fizzle out but i just think the next five years he's destined for greatness and i was i loved him last year as well when we when we recorded the, the, the fig cast extra the, the positioning for him to pick it up in that pocket you know saka doesn't have the maturity and awareness to take those positions up so he tucks inside the release, the ball to shore is just hugely underrated. Yeah, people think it's Every easy. time I watch him on the ball, I, I see the correct decision being made. I think he's absolutely out of this world. I, but I, And I have to also give credit to Southgate, who I've been critical of. All of us armchair fans were slagging him off pre-match. We couldn't believe the talent left on the bench. But he took the game late. He nullified it. He, he sort of dirted it up again. Didn't give anything away for 60 minutes. And then as the game started to drift... And Germany ran out of ideas and England started to get control of the midfield. Then he brings on Grealish. In a, in a season where fatigue plays a part and there's been a lot of football, he's got so much firepower on that bench. Benches decide games in tournament football. Yeah. So uh, do I hate the decision not to start them? Maybe 
you could have had Grealish in there, but I thought Grealish and Shaw were brilliant when they came on. Yeah. And I thought Grealish brought Kane alive because Kane yeah. finally had some space. was moving because he had someone to actually feed him the ball. He was making the, the, the right type of runs. Well, it's like so, it's like as a you hear Thierry Henry talk about Bergkamp. It's like when he got the ball, I started moving. Whereas it's not it's not like that for every single player on the pitch. So no, I'm sure Saka when and Sterling, Sterling runs, and Saka get to... the ball. Yeah, he's like when Declan Rice gets the ball, Kane isn't thinking, right, if I make this run, he's picking me out. Whereas, yeah, Rice, Phillips, Saka and Sterling doesn't really inspire much. And, you know, I would have liked to have seen Bellingham or I've I've always said this Bellingham or Foden centrally alongside Rice. But if you're not going to give me that, then, you know, at least give me one of the two wide men like Grealish Mm. so we can kind of link Kane in. So I thought Kane come alive late. Do you think he he starts next game? Grealish? Probably because it's got to. We may, we may go back to a back four and um, against Ukraine, and it'll be a different football match. You know, mm. Ukraine will be sitting in deep, and it'll be us to be the uh, protagonists. So it will it will have its own challenges. One thing I also would like to say is Harry Maguire. Uh, oh. I'm a fairly big fan of his, and he said something post match which I really enjoyed. He said that we have got good defenders in this country, but there's such spotlight and attention on the Premier League. If you make a mistake, you're turned into a meme or a gift. Mm. And there's something in that. We there's don't definitely watch something in that. enough Hummels, Ramos, Varane. So we're not seeing all of their warts and all of their mistakes. And we're not magnifying it. We just see these names from afar. And, you know, I, I've got some sympathy for them. And I thought it was a really intelligent, good point from Harry Maguire. Yeah, uh, I, I think six out of six aerial duels for him. Um, just I think because... the passing has been great oh, and the leadership yeah. to take it into the, the midfield. Dribbling and, out uh, of the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you talk about, I've, I always talk about setting tempos with, with the midfielders, but he can help inject some pace into the game when he when he steps up and goes through through the gears. So really enjoyed Maguire's performance. And I don't know if you gave your prediction, but I'll jump in first. I oh. think I can't see us falling down and letting this opportunity slip now we've got through Germany. So I, I think it could be two or three nil. I think, I think it's... it's a very ordinary Ukrainian side. I think... And yeah. we're, if it was our first call to final under Southgate, I may be hesitant, but we come through Sweden before quite yep. comfortably. So we've got that experience, which you need, I think, to win tournaments. You know, you go close, 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 then you can break through. I think this is a mature enough team. Southgate's been there long enough. I don't think they choke or anything on Saturday, and I think it's comfortable. Right, I'm going to go for 2-0. Okay, fine. Okay. You got that noted down? Noted down, yes. Cool. We still haven't got any music for the show, but I have been sending some stuff to some people. And if there's anyone else that wants to have a crack, I'll do some vocals and you can turn it into whatever you want. But, Good point. Could jump in here just about the gambling. I've got so many great DMs and messages. Uh, oh, I yeah, mentioned yeah. last week just, dis- well, thinking about putting together like a day course or something to discuss the process from start to finish, from bankroll management to identifying value uh, to execution to, to mastering exchanges, bookmakers just a complete package you know i'll never offer a tipping service and i will never offer anything cheap like ebooks to, for mass production but if there is the interest that i'm seeing i wouldn't be able to cater for everybody because it, it may only be a five or, or ten person course once every month or two and i've i'm thinking as well what i'd offer is a, sort of two meetings six months after the initial course another six months after that to check in analyze results um run some some data tests to kind of understand what where the value is what they're good at so it's coming together in my head a touch and i just want to say before i absolutely commit to it if anyone else wants to dm me um by let's say next wednesday I can finalise numbers and look to draw up a shortlist. And then I probably would have individual calls with people just to kind of gain an understanding of how serious they were about their gambling. 
Mm. So it probably would be a moderate or intermediate to advanced course. I probably wouldn't go back to the very basics. So if you're only going to be sort of sticking a fiver or tenner on the accumulator, and that's what you want, then it probably won't be the place for you. Um, but yeah, just by all my DMs open for another few days. That's just on the side. For <laughs> another few <laughs> days before they turn off. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's time for, is there any giving you a take after wonderfully coined by your good self last week? Mm. Um, Federico Chiesa and Domenico Berardi. We had a bit of friction between us about who should start, not who would start. Oh, not. Okay, go on. So I said in the first game where I saw what I saw, and I'll I'll kind of explain. I saw Berardi getting so many good decisions, and but he did end up um, setting up the second goal um, in that game. There were so many opportunities there to, to really attack the defense and create something, and he never really did. Just think Chiesa's got that bit of aggression and kind of like that mentality to always want to make the life of a defender very difficult whenever he has the ball. I just, I could see that this Italy team would be a bit more fluent attackingly uh, with him in the side and probably more dangerous, a bit more cutting edge, a bit less toothless. Um, I think Berardi's really good, but uh, I think Chiesa starts for me. And you were, when Berardi scored, Mm. you laughed at me or when he assisted. Yeah, you laughed. I did. Is there any give? Is there any give in my take? So my take was frustration at the mainstream media and pundits who were talking about their favourite stars of the tournament and they were picking Jao Felix and Chiesa. And it's very easy to see the headlines and the names. I know Chiesa's super talented. I mean, he plays for Juventus, for goodness sake. It isn't a slur on him. But my thinking was, how can you pick stars of the tournament that are rated 80 million plus players and they don't even start for their national teams. Mm. You know, the Portuguese coach doesn't play Jao Felix, although now we know he's got an ankle injury. Maybe that's a reason why. And Berardi was going to start for Mancini. So how can a star of the tournament not even get in the starting 11? That was my, that was my take and that was my annoyance. So I'm afraid on this week, there's no giving my take. And, no give. But let's see if Chiesa starts tomorrow. Then Do you, you might see some... Give- I don't think so. Really? Okay. So let's see if there's any giving my take. Mm. I don't believe he will. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Moving on to Pets Peeves. I'm telling you, the bloke that walks past the screen at the pub. I don't know how people do it like more than once during a game. It's one of the most infuriating things in the world. Like, do, they not duck, do they not duck down? I tell you, there's some absolute twats who don't duck down. I'm seeing blokes in full suits, umbrella uh, in one hand, suitcase in the other. Don't give a fuck. Absolutely. Two, three times. Say. I don't even know what they're doing. They're on their own, talking to the security guard by Selfish the door. Selfish ignoramuses. <laughs> Walking over to the bar, getting a, getting a, getting a beer, going back, uh, talking no, to I the don't... security guard. Where, just, where, did you, I'm, I'm... where did you watch it, Fig? I watched it at the Dickens Inn in London, in, oh, in Tower Bridge. Yes. Yes. Yeah, quick story here for people. I met Kevin Spacey in there and had a pork belly with him. I just I struggle to believe that. To be honest I used to live around St. Catherine's Dock, beautiful right. part of the world. Um, this was when I was working in more London opposite at PwC. So I used to walk over Tower Bridge each day to work. And uh, yeah, I had a pork belly and had a chat with Kevin Spacey. He was over here for the year end tennis finals. The, um, the one that used to be held at the O2, the World Tour Championships yeah. at the end. He's a massive tennis fan. And uh, this was before yeah. all of the kind of, I mean, he never abused me or come on to me. So I can't say me too or anything, but, you know, he seemed a pleasant chat, but obviously we've found out since he's, he's a bit of an unsavory character. 
No, yeah, it's quite the opposite of a decent chat. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite. Quite, quite the opposite. Quite yeah, literally yeah, the opposite yeah, of a yeah. decent chat. But that was my pet peeve. Um, that being, they just get these absolute wankers just walking in full suits past the screen over and over again. I'm like, where the fuck are you going? It's just, you know, what can you do? It's always going to happen, but at least duck. Come on, come on. And it's really awkward, isn't it, to tell people to duck? Tell people to move their heads? I've done it before loads of times, but like, it's, it's not nice, is it? And you don't want to hear that. You don't want to no. hear that as, a, as you're just sitting there watching the game, like move your big head out of the way. No. Or duck, duck when you watch. I don't like going to the cinema for that reason because I always end up near two ginormous women who literally shovel revels and popcorn into their mouths and <laughs> I hear is chomping all through the film. And I often get into fisticuffs in the cinema. So how, I don't can, you, want it. how can you always end up next to two ginormous women? A part of me does think that I live in, um, what's the film with Jim Carrey called? The Truman Show. Because very strange things happen to me on a daily basis. Like when I walk to the end of my road, I live in a beautiful part of Surrey and a very quiet, nice kind of area. And whenever I walk to the end of my road, all of a sudden, like massive traffic jams start and loads of dogs appear, loads of people. It's almost like I'm being watched like the Truman Show and people kind of put me in these scenarios. And more often than not, when I'm at the cinema, I do get two ginormous women uh, pouring rebels down their throat. How do you so- describe ginormous? Like how... How long? You're looking at 16 stone plus. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That and is... revels, popcorn, minstrels. And they've fair, got a hard shell on the minstrels, so it's very loud in my ear. What I will say, minstrels and salted <laughs> popcorn is one of the, the greatest popcorn, uh, uh, one of the greatest combos known to man. And look, I've had a lot of slack from getting a tuna cucumber sandwich and a prawn and cocktail crisps. Yeah. I will accept that neither of those things on their own are like the Lionel Messi of their respective I thought it's a pretty groups. shit lunch to be. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Together, like you have a bite of the tuna sweet corn sandwich or tuna cucumber sandwich and you have a couple of prawn and cocktail crisps. When those flavours mix, I, I must say it's almost like a foodgasm. It's very fishy. Very fishy, but I like it. And then mm. the, uh, to top it off with the Lucas Age original not the orange which is mm. my go-to so it's a lot of strain sometimes. on the a lot of strain on the pancreas that spikes your insulin uh, well look i need a bit of energy didn't okay. have a good night's sleep needed some okay. energy wait myself up for this and then doing other work right you know i need to can, get through can, the day can i ask you a quick question here, just to jump in um i've been talking a little bit i talk on and off to one of my favorite characters in the social media world um his name is goes by chris harris right who is based in farnham uh, quite near Bird World. And if you're listening, Chris, we'd love to take you out for a shandy or walk around Bird World with you. But anyway, he's pointed me to a thread here that it was on the 17th of June, 2021. And you say Gareth Southgate needs to be tried for crimes against football. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I still think he th- does. He's, okay. he's, he is, he is stolen. But already. everything Chris has said in this thread is absolutely sublime. Are you doubling down or dare I say, is there a give in your take? You People brought this back on to me. Opinion. You could have done this next episode. <laughs> After we get through the quarters and maybe look so even worse. Come now. on. He's talking um, about Sterling offering something different to Grealish. I, 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 I Grealish think... will have his impact in this tournament. Is Southgate's not put a foot wrong, really. No goals conceded. I mean, why should he be tried? I mean, Chris has kind of, I dare say, embarrassed you here. <laughs> I still think Jack Grealish should be starting every game for England. Mm. And he should be playing every minute for England. Mm. I think he's that good. Mm. That's how highly I rate him. Um, I also don't think Gareth Southgate is a very good coach. I also think uh, the enjoyment of watching England bar the goals has been very 
very limited, right? Like, I mean, that England-Scotland game was was dire. It was horrible to watch. I mean, any average coach gets England out of the group stages. How Do we many agree? International hold on, teams? hold on. Hold on. Any, any England coach, any... No, any coach, I don't believe that. Any, okay, any average coach gets that England team out of the group stages. Do you agree? I don't know. I mean, Steve McLaren never got us to a tournament. Uh, Hodgson knocked us out to Iceland. Oh, you know, we went out of the group to... Uruguay, Italy, and another club under Hodge. I'm not sure that's fair, really. I think for I those, think that, for those game, that like him, for those that like him, that's fair. I really like him as a bloke. I think his his you know his values. I think are, he's done a better PR job versus oh, actual tactics. Uh, absolutely, and yeah, 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 absolutely. But like the England national side was hated when he took over. It was yeah. an all-time low. So he took over at rock bottom. And then, you know, got social media involved, pictured Harry Maguire on a duck. Actually, Chris will know about this, Chris Harris. Like, you know, from a PR perspective and comms, yeah. Southgate is wonderful, I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah, know. He must be a dream for their comms team. But, must have been, um, yeah. In the World Cup, very easy run. Right? Agree? You know, I, I agreed with everything here, but I'm going to be quite abrasive to you after the Germany game because I think that... Things have changed somewhat to me. I think that mm, was a bit okay. of a. I would have agreed with you last week, but I think the Germany performance but, but and maturity was our best performance since. So all of a sudden, I could throw the Germany game out the window. But if I look at the body of work, and I, it was very easy to criticise before, but a semi-final followed by a quarter-final, even though they are easy draws, it's not as if England haven't had banana skins in the past. I would start to move them up to like being a par coach. So what I would say is they would be given my take if I didn't hate the five at the back, but I actually didn't hate that. So you know how I was saying that yeah, um, yeah. if you're thinking about on the spectrum, for me, I was very much like, I see why he's done that. And then when we won, everyone was like, wow, this is amazing. Like we beat Germany and Southgate's amazing. I was kind of still like, well, you know, it was an even game. We could have definitely lost that. He didn't do anything amazing in the, it, tactically, he just, he just matched up with them and then brought on our best player for the last 20 minutes, you know? Like it's not an incredibly difficult thing to do. So I think I was, I was less uh, extreme in either one of my takes, if that makes sense from, from the feeling of of that. Is there any given my take in terms of Southgate having obviously him being tried for footballing crimes is, is, you know, absolute hyperbole and um, hyperbole. I believe so. Yeah, it is. I always say that wrong. People used to take the piss on me. Um, it's a bit of a joke, tongue in tongue in mouth, tongue in cheek moment. Tongue in cheek, yeah. Okay, but I still Chris, think he's Chris an average played, coach. I, think, I still, I still think he's an average coach. Fine. I, I, Fine. I, I, there, there's no giving that me. take, T- even tell if, me. even right. if we get to the finals. Are you serious? I've said last night to a friend of mine, the uh, the esteemed Wolf, uh, the most wonderful brain in the footballing world. He uh, he said England need to win it for him to improve you know, his grading of Southgate. I said he just needs to get to the final. No, I agree so, with the Wolf for the first ah, time. Yeah. Right. So he needs to win this for you to... Because I think getting to the final would make up for not getting to the final and in not being Croatia. I think that then, hmm. then he's on equal footing for me, personally. Okay. We shall see. Great stuff. All right. Um, what have right. we got coming up next? Panda's problems. Last couple of segments. Panda's problems. Right. FI run, fat boy run. Mrs. Panda has just... This is your problem, apparently. This is made up. So when when there is no problem that's been submitted, no dilemma, we just mm. apparently make one up. Mrs. Panda has just come down the stairs and told you she's going on Love Island in return mm. for two Category 1 tickets to the Euro final England are guaranteed to win. 
Mm. Mrs. Panda promises to be faithful, but there's 10 Olivier Giroud's and no girls for the first week. Oh, you you take the tickets. (sighs) And it's at Wembley, let's say. Oh, flipping hell. I mean, you can always find another wife, especially (laughs) as you get older. Men mature uh, and become more attractive. So, you know what? I would have to just trade her in. Um, go to Olivier and take the finals, uh, take take the tickets for the final. Luckily, oh. she doesn't listen to this show, so uh, you know it's it's slightly tricky. But I'm afraid now. I'm I'm at Wembley with the boys, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're watching the game. Ten Olivier Giroud's though, fucking hell. Well, it's a lot of Olivier Giroud's, isn't it? It's a lot. And Christ, if she took my um my manscaped uh, <laughs> it called Lomo with her, then we could be in all time all sorts of trouble. Or maybe um, no trouble because she uh, she would oh, pleasure herself with the manscape lawnmower and yes, need a little yeah, visual. Slightly going slightly near the mark here, but yeah, I mean it's uh, <laughs> it's certainly plausible. I'll ask her. I might get I might get to do a cameo next week and see what she'd prefer. I oh, bet you if, if I asked her and said, "Would you prefer to go to love?" Well, actually, how would it work for her? If I said to her, "Would you accept you're going to Love Island with ten Giroud's uh, and Adam's off to the, the, the to watch the final?" I'm sure she'd actually pay for that offer. Wow. She'd probably be pleased to get rid of me. So, you know, we'll see. I may ask her, but that's a good question. Good. Not really too much of a problem for me, though. An easy answer. Well, I've got a chance to think about it. Um, right. I want to ask you a bit about your... I want to dig in into a bit, a bit about the, the gambling that you've been doing. We're Any... not going into the last two questions? We're not, oh, so we're not already going on to Pernod. Oh, let's go. No, we're getting... No, it's fine. I'm just worried about time. No, I just wanted... I just, give, me, give me one bet. That you yeah. were kind of proud yeah. of. I want to I hear the process. In the group. I put a couple in the group this week. Didn't yeah, I? you did. Um, so I guess, I guess what I like to do is build a narrative and run through a pre-match questionnaire, and I price up events before I see the odds of the actual true true event, and then I, I let things unfold in play. And I do think there was a very good opportunity in the England game, um, England to qualify at the sixty-minute mark when you saw the game peter out and become a bit of a stalemate. And then you could compare strengths of bench. So Sane, Gnabry, I don't think are as good as um, Sancho, uh, Mount, Grealish and Foden. So it's not really that sophisticated a bit, but I do think that there was a very, very attractive entry point on England to qualify at the 60-minute mark once Rice and Phillips had gone into the game and Cruz and Goretzka, their influence was waning. So I thought that was quite a decent in-play trade. So, um, yeah, I hit that one. Nice. Nice. I like that. Mm. like that. Um, right, on to the questions. FI Big Dosser, as you two are possibly the oddest blokes I've had the pleasure of interacting with, mm. what's the stranger thing you've committed to memory? For me, it's Capital Cities, but I'm sure you've got some shite stored up there. So I used to live with FI Big Dosser, you know, at uni. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In first year. Is he a big Tyson Fury fan? Second year and third year. Yeah, yeah. So he'd, he'd always... Um, I don't know, to walk into his room sometimes, he'd just be playing like Tyson Fury compilations. Really? Like his, yeah, most out, most outrageous, like, uh, you know, moments in, in presses and stuff like that. that. He loved that. As soon as we had like a few drinks, that was on, that was on the TV. Wow. Fair enough. He, he loved the word Dosser as well, as you can tell. Yeah, he, he seems to label me as one, which I think is a touch harsh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, I'm a bigger fan of John Fury than Tyson. But anyway. 
Anything that you that... commit to memory, which is strange? Oh, okay. Let me think about that. Sorry, I'm just distracted because I've got a few Twitter messages. Um, what do I commit? I'm very good at capital cities. In fact, I'll ask you three on the fly. Oh, which we haven't prepared right. for. Capital of Norway. Uh, Oslo? Yep. Capital of Estonia. Oh, when you say it, I'm going to know it. I don't. No. I believe it's Tallinn. Yeah. You're right, it is. Sugar, I've just had a... Is that right? That's quite I think it is right. Okay, and capital of Portugal? Lisbon. <laughs> yeah. Well, because for like some it, reason, I was like, it it's Porto. Mind of you. I was like, it's Porto, but it is I Lisbon. T- I'll tell you what people loved week one, the, uh, the general knowledge quiz. I might give you three on the spot here quickly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let God me then. just load this up because you learn and learn and learn and continue to learn. You can edit this because I have to actually load the app. I've got a special app here which generates questions. I'm always quizzing people on the street. Um, so let me just quickly load the app. I'm just opening some boxes of rewards. An expert is ready. I've got an upgrade today. So let me just pick my new character. Um, this is really slow. So you can cut this out if you want. I'm not going to cut it out. I can't be fucked, okay, honestly. Okay. Um, why, why, why am I not allowed to? Do I want to come a VA, VIP for $3.99? No. Right. Level eight. Here we go. Moving oh, Jesus. on. Damn. Okay, would you like birds, Disney, or American football? Disney, I guess. Birds. Okay. Who the fuck knows anything about birds, honestly? I'm a massive ornithology expert. <laughs> I am. No, seriously. Right, okay. Who is Mickey's faithful canine companion? Oh, I, I know the, the cartoon. I don't know the name. Can I, shall I give you multiple choice for a half point? Yeah, yeah, go on. Is it Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, or Saturn? Pluto. Correct. Yeah. Half yeah, point. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you see, I knew it if I, you know. Okay. What animals are the little helpers of Cinderella? Dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I thought you said Snow White. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. and then I was going to be like, they're not fucking animals. They're oh, so rude. Oh, no. That is oh, absolutely. We should bring so us to the start of the show. Oh, are they, are they rabbits? <laughs> it's mice. Okay, one out of ten. I'll bring, I'll bring this to the front of the show. What type of animal is Baloo in the Disney's Jungle Book? A bear. Correct. Disney, I would say a part performance. One of your better areas. Mate, what were Cinderella's helpers? Mice. Oh, yeah, of course. Little mice. Fucking hell. Mate, I thought you were being so rude about um, people that are small. No, I like small people. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, Which is why okay. I was so shocked at you maybe claiming that they were they were not. No, no, okay. So look, so what have I committed to memory? Just to wrap up that question, um, I'm, a, I'm a massive master of plants and insects because of my degree. <laughs> so anything aphids, Drosophila. Um, I'm very. I'm a massive fan of alate aphids, so winged aphids. Yeah, hmm. and there's a really interesting um, science experiment that goes on at Rotherhide, um, but I'm not going to go into that now. I've been to Rotherhide before. Played a football. Game I think there. it's Rotherhide. I, I'm very good at just remembering uh, conversations and, and things I've done with, with people. I know it sounds weird, but like, I'll be like, oh, do you remember that time we, we did this about the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, no, I don't. I'd remember it. I don't know. <laughs> just, just random things, really. Uh, Jim Johnson, favourite England song? Three Lions, World in Motion, yeah. Vindaloo, or perhaps Anton Deck? What's your favourite? Three, three Lions for me, mate, yourself? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fine. Boring, no. but standard but, but also, it's because it doesn't get wheeled up that many times. 
you know, yeah, Southgate, you're yeah, the one yeah, that gets sung like 20 times every time you're at the yeah. pub. John Barnes, that, that, that one's got big stickability and it's yeah. popular, but no, three lines for me yeah. is, is the answer. Uh, what's the next? The one? scammed secret FI trader has a two-part question. It says, why has Pep Barisha still not changed his awkward profile photo? Is he sponsored by the football manager match engine? I don't get what the... Maybe Seb Wassell, if he's listening to this, he works for football manager. Can you tell me why am I being linked to the game? Like what? What's going? What is the the picture? Something to do with football manager? Is it the same hue? I don't know. I don't really have any good photos these days. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get some professional headshots done. I think. If mm. you'd like to join me. <laughs> Probably not at this stage. <laughs> Need the gut to go. Um, the secret by uh, trader. Also, if you could take any aspect of this England's Euro 2021 footballer to create the perfect player, what would they be? E.g., Kane's finishing, Reese's. <laughs> Reese's legs, Grealish's lid, Maguire's forehead. Mm. So should we go head to toe? Go on then. So feet, you want someone who's like a size eight or well, a nine, on, head don't to you? Toe or toe to head? Toe to head, toe to head. We oh. build up. We build from the ground up. Okay, toe to head. Um, little pigs trotters. You want no, like size eight or nine, don't you? Yeah, that's what that's what Arsene, yeah. Arsene Wenger would always say. Phil, Phil Foden's feet. Phil Foden's left foot. Yeah. Yeah, Foden's left. Uh, Kane's right. Okay. Um, Both are Grealish calves. Grealish calves is an easy one. Reese James's thighs. Yeah, that's quite easy. Bakaya Saka's bum. Yep, his glutes. Love them. Big glutes. Yep. Um Torso. He's got big abs in the England team. Don't Just you know? torso. You might want to go for Calvin Phillips or Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Athletic, broad. You know. Uh, yeah, take their torsos. Mix them up together. And any big arms that you fancy in the arms. England Arms. Who's my favourite arms? I don't know them have got. Maybe know. Luke Shaw. Maybe, yeah, Luke Shaw's pretty. Him, his shoulders and his but arms. People said he was really, really strong. He uh, is, someone yeah. Someone said apparently, he's a beast. Apparently he bench. lifts the most. At yeah, the someone, camp. I saw someone interview on TikTok, like an England player spoke about that. So we'll go for Shaw's arms. And his shoulders. Let's take his shoulders as well. Okay. okay. Maybe his neck as well. Yep. Seems okay, quite robust. fine. And then, and then head, head and ability, Harry Maguire. Maguire's head and ability without doubt and then Grealish's brain Grealish's lid as well Grealish's brain and hair any beards any jawlines that you fancy Grealish is very handsome to me so I'll go really I think he's not I don't think he's that good looking I think women quite like him Uh, maybe but I don't think it's because he's like like, I saw a lot of people comparing him to David Beckham I just thought it was fast you don't think he's I don't know if nah he's nowhere near is he he's not I don't really know. It's it's hard for me to say. Grealish's face, Grealish hair, brain. As a heterosexual man, yeah, I can only really tell when men are good looking. Like eighty five percent of the time, sometimes a girl will be like, "Oh, he's really good looking." I'll be like, "I just don't get it." Do you know what I mean? Do you get mm. that as well? Or are you? Are no, you, I'm very good. You're much I'm very more, fluid. You're very fluid. Yeah, you know. Very you know good judge. You I know. I know. Yeah. You know, and you don't. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, Tony Graham, if you could go back in time and attend the team celebrations for any sporting event mm. in history, what would you mm. choose? For me, it's Super Bowl 49, I believe. Uh, let me just check I've got the right one. Yeah, I'm a massive New England Patriots fan, and there was a last-minute interception on the goal line, Malcolm Butler, to win their first Super Bowl after 10 years. And it was just such a high quality, probably the highest quality Super Bowl I've seen, and just an epic ending, just literally... Probably the most famous ending on in Super Bowl history. Well, one of the top three. So I joined in with the Patriot celebration. Lots of videos of that with R and B and rap stars in the after party. Good times. So I'd go for that. 
Mm. I'm not actually sure. Yourself? Celebrations is very specific, isn't it? Yeah. The celebrations after any sporting event. Yeah. I would quite like to see what the when the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from three one down to beat Golden State. That was a good, that's a good answer. Yeah, what that would have been like because that was the emotion in that was so great. You know, when LeBron James breaks down in tears, I would have loved to see what the what the uh, that is a good answer when he hit for his home like as well from from because he's from Akron, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Isn't that Ak- Akron, Akron, Ohio? Akron, Ohio. Yeah, in Cleveland, also Ohio Madrid Decima when they win the tenth Champions League. That would have been fun partying with Sergio Ramos. Yeah, yeah, he's a handsome bloke. Did um, you? What's the most remote place you've been to in the US, or have you not been to anywhere? In the US, most remote. I've been to. Where is? I've been to the place where the aquarium that Finding Nemo is based on, like the aquarium that they based Finding Nemo on. Hmm. Oh, what's it called, man? Somewhere in California. Um, I've only been to. California, Vegas, and, and New York, though. Yeah, okay. I went to, I've been through remote parts of Pennsylvania. Just when I brought up Akron, Ohio, just reminded me. So I've been um, up to Harrisburg and, um, yeah, some very remote parts of college. I've been, I've seen some sort of random colleges in the area and uh, caught some sport. So Pittsburgh Pirates, Steelers. I've been around nice. there. Anyone else been to Pittsburgh or anywhere? Let me know. So, uh, right. Any more questions before I go off for the day? I'm, do you know where I'm off We've to already, today? Go on. I'm off shopping, food shopping, oh, which is so boring. But I have boring. to get things done before the weekend. Get a list together. It always yeah. makes it funner. And also go when you're hungry. Yeah, that, I think that's really fun, to be honest. People say Top don't class. do that. Oh, I what? enjoy that. because I'll get like a, bit. I'll get like a whole chicken, chocolate bars, <laughs> and I'll just literally eat a bite of each of them on the way home. You know, when you're just absolutely ravenous, there's nothing <laughs> just, better. Just I go like dessert. A, just like a drumstick in one hand. And a... No, no, no. <laughs> I, get a whole, I get a whole chicken. When I was lean and I used to work in the city and I was on away jobs, I used to sometimes get a whole rotisserie chicken, a packet of beetroot, open it up on my hotel desk and just eat it with my bare hands. And then I'd leave... <laughs> And then I'd leave it outside the door for room service to take away. They must have thought a fox lived in the. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever been? Have you? Have you been to? Have you ever been to Kilburn in London? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Have you been on Kilburn High Street where they just do the rotisserie chickens outside? It's no, I haven't seen that. Fucking weird things ever. Just like, I love that one. Not that one. That one. <laughs> We're going outside out on the street. They're just fucking roasting these chickens. We're going out for drinks, aren't we, on the seventh of August? Yes, we are. We are. If so I may, yeah. If I may well open bring invite a to anyone. Open invite to any listeners. I may well be bringing a rotisserie chicken for that. Oh, okay. Keep Last question. Last question. Let's go. Who's the one player who has had a decent Euros? Will get a move to the Premier League side this summer. Who will turn out to be shit? I'm going to go first. Dumfries. <laughs> I was actually going to say Dumfries or Spinazzola. Spinozola's not a bad shot, but apparently Madrid are looking at him. Final word, I want to hear um, Sancho looks like he's going to United. Oh, just devastating. Really just just feel awful about it. Hit me like a hammer blow yesterday. It's like mm. I've been punched in the liver. A liver shot in the boxing world. People know that, like Martin Grellis, who's a real tough nut. You wouldn't like to tackle him in a blind, dark alley. But... Um, <laughs> What was I going to say to you? He's always messaging me quite intimidating messages. Like I was just at my boxing training the other day in the chat. He's the one person I'd be fearful of meeting. Uh, but anyway, that's really random and off a tangent. So who, uh, yeah, so hit me like a liver shot, feel dejected, really upset. Um, no easy way to kind of talk about that. Just 
stick in there. Hopefully it gets better. I thought it was the better of the lifetime. Obviously it arrived a year too late, but I thought I had three years on my bet. I thought my stake could be protected. It wasn't. It was wiped off the table. They packed up before I paid out on me. So a lot of us smashed the bookies and other users, but um, yeah, we lost still. And that's really hard mm. to swallow. And it set me back, you know, quite a bit of time in my life. Um, a lot of capital was lost on it. So really unfortunate. And, uh, you know, sorry and apologies for anyone out there, ex-index users. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you're not an index user or weren't before and you're listening to this, then I guess welcome, but also what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, right, I think we'll wrap up there. Where can Brilliant. people find out more about you? Uh, at Sporting underscore Panda, and I've got a couple of new projects coming out in the next couple of weeks, so watch wow. the space. exciting. Uh, you can follow me at Pet Berisha, P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A, or on uh, FIG at F-I Guide. Um, probably mostly posting food these days on that account, to be fair, but also covering anything that happens with Football Index for now. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you've got any feedback, please do let us know. The, the messages have been so nice over the last couple of weeks, so please do keep them coming. And if you've got any you know, constructive criticism, please do you know, hammer us. Uh, always good to know please leave a review as well if you guys are thankful that we start this again i want to start seeing names on reviews on the podcast channels and five star ratings yeah yeah, start going around sending personal thanks and for fuck's sake start tweeting about the podcast as well yeah just show thousands of listeners listeners and you're not showing up yeah just type with your wrists get your fingers (laughs) working get on that quirky keyboard right right thank you very much later enjoy england everyone have a great day Thank you.